running a little bit on the skeleton crew all across the board, and uh, but everybody just always seems to step up the plate as long as the Lord shows up. Might I remind you once again that Jacob had a revival in the wilderness. And guess how many people were at that revival? Uno. One. And the Lord showed up. Jacob stood up and said, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Presence of the Lord is here today. Oh, come on, give him some praise one more time, if you would. Amen, amen, amen. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. And forgive me, I, I don't know if you all are ready for me back there. It looks like you might be. Uh, I want to try to put a little American history out there today. And uh, this is uh, an illustration. I feel like Buck Treadway preached that message at, because the time's almost 20 years ago. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille about quitting. It's one of the greatest messages I've ever heard, if not the greatest message I've ever heard. And uh, I love what he said. He said, I really didn't have anything to read for my sermon. So he said, I'm just reading a text to read a text. <laughs> so I don't know if that's kind of, that's kind of what I got going on here. I tried to find a text to fit my message, but I, I think I'm in line here. Luke chapter 4. In verse 18, love this church. I want to say that. My family, I speak for my entire family. We love this church. We love you wonderful people. And we're madly in love with this church. Amen. When you're in love with somebody, there's good times and bad times, the ups and the downs and so forth. But love is uh, unconditional. And uh, we've made it through this test, and if there's another test, we'll get through that one, won't we? I know you're praying for me. I feel it. My family feels it, and we're praying for you. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord, you know this one, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. And this is in red ink, by the way, Jesus speaking here. Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. This last portion, to set at liberty them that are bruised. To set at liberty them that are bruised. The CEV says this, the Lord's spirit has come to me because he has chosen me to tell the good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to announce freedom for prisoners. I like that. Y'all like that? Y'all aren't going to sit on me out there, are you today? Are you fireworked out of what's going on? Somebody say freedom. <laughs> freedom for prisoners. To give sight to the blind. And listen to this. The last portion in this translation. To free everyone. Now, I like that right there. To free everyone who suffers. To free everyone who suffers. I'm going to be preaching. I don't know if this is right or wrong. I know the Lord can move and save any time. I'm going to preach a little bit primarily to the church. But I, I want to say this. Just because you got saved 
baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, that does not exempt you from the woes of life on this planet Earth. There isn't anybody in here, maybe a little kid, I don't know, some of these little kids have no cares, but there isn't anybody in this room that hasn't at one time or another endured a trial or a test or a situation and that you have suffered. Many of you have suffered dearly, but you have suffered. But the Bible said, in essence, you're not supposed to be suffering all the time. And he wants to free you, free everyone, free everyone who suffers. So my subject here is come to the other side. Come to the other side. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, you're an awesome God. Thank you for your power and your spirit. Amen. Well, let's praise the Lord. I the Lord's moving in this end time. Hallelujah. Well, the Holy Ghost is here. Clap your hands and give the Lord some great praise if you would. Amen, 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 amen. I believe the Lord just got his stamp of approval upon this service. He's moving and working in it. Amen. Heed to the voice of the Lord. Heed to his word. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. The Lord bless you. you. May be seated. Thank, thank you for being sensitive to the Spirit. In five months, in five months, uh, it's not going to be nearly as humid as it is right now. It will be the month of December, and at some point in the month of December, there is going to be a story that will, in one way or another, brush our eyes or touch our ears. And it is a story, I don't care much for it, but it is what it is. It's called Scrooge. And its author is an Englishman by the name of Charles Dickens. It is interesting to note that this Englishman, Dickens, he at one time toured America, the United States of America. He toured thoroughly. And in doing so, he went down the Ohio River on a steamboat. And while he made much assessment of our great country back in the 1800s about giving and about what the United States was doing, something grabbed my attention in a book that I most recently read, well, Audible, whatever, 
It was called The Pioneers. And in this book called The Pioneers, it is the story of the great Ohio country or the Ohio country and the expansion west from the east coast. Now, you have to remember at one time, 13 colonies, so everything west was west. We weren't the west. We weren't even in existence. But these pioneers, they were coming west. And it kind of started in a place, a town called Marietta, Ohio. It's some incredible history. But what took place was that the Ohio River became the life source. It became the feeding ground, so to speak. Not just in, uh, in a food aspect, but literally the commerce, the uh, income, shipbuilding, and so forth. It began to thrive off of the Ohio River. The Ohio country eventually would turn into what we are, the Midwest. But at that particular time, it was just noted as being the Ohio country. And something Dickens noted as he sailed down in that steamboat in 1842 on the Ohio River. And this is what he and J.S. Buckingham were both struck by. It was this. Bear with me. It was by the immense and lamentable difference, as I quote, between life on the northern and the southern sides of the Ohio River. The southern side is obviously Kentucky. And they saw the general absence of neatness and cleanliness and the great bulk of the laborers in Kentucky were slaves. And again, this was what they quoted, whose air, dress, and general appearance sufficiently manifested their indifference to everything but their own ease and their desire to escape from labor. This is what Dickens said. He said, where slavery sits brooding, there is an air of ruin and decay. There are a lot of folks, and thank goodness for them, that they were already on to what the actual destruction of slavery would do to a country. But I want to bring back this point. Is that this? There was a distinct difference between the north side of the Ohio and the south side of the Ohio. They noticed the difference. And the difference was, is what this slavery and this horrific uh, living was doing just on the other side of the river. I've come to preach today to this great church, this local assembly, and our name is aptly named the River of Life. And for those of you that have just uh, uh, maybe become a part of the river and you wonder where that name, where did it come from? And you hear the term Parkview. Uh, Parkview was named Parkview because it was across from the park. Hello, somebody help me out. Sister Cargyle was uh, the initiator of that. And my dad, uh, I, uh, that little old uh, humpback lady that would walk to church, just a sweet little old lady. It just makes me feel so good that 
my dad took note of her and listened to her voice back then. She said, we should call it Parkview. And so they called it Parkview. And uh, there's a lot of Parkview people in here. Amen. Parkview. And so when we were at Parkview, the Lord, I felt, move upon me. It wasn't something that we just conjured up or drew out of the air or made a list of names. I felt the Lord moved on me from Ezekiel chapter 47. And it was where the river flows, everything will live. And so we, I say we because we all came together in a business session and we voted on that name and we changed the name of our church when we were at Parkview from Parkview to the River of Life. We started calling it the River of Life back then. And can I just say this? I hope somebody responds. I'm thankful for Parkview and I'm thankful for the River of Life. And I don't, I don't even remember what it was called, the Crescent Church or the White Church or the Black Church. I don't remember what it was called back then. Forgive me, I need to know the history better. I know a lot of it. But, but we became the River of Life. But it's more than just a trendy name. It's more than just, hey, that's a cool name and you got a cool little logo. No, it's from the Word of the Lord. We are holding on to the river. There is a river of life that is flowing from the throne room of God. I don't know what you want to be or what you want to be in, but I want to be a part of the river. Oh, you know what, folks? We're living off this river. I know that I don't know where some of you are, and I'm going to preach about it in just a moment, but I can tell you this. Our family, our entire family, my, my mom, my sister, and obviously my wife, my children, we are all a part. This is our life. We live off of this. You say, well, you're paid and that's your finances. No, it's more than that. It, I get strength from the river, uh, the river, excuse me, Michael and Collins. I get strength from the river. Amen. These people sitting on this front row, the Maddies, they live for the river. They, Beverly, these wonderful people, we live for the river. It is our life source. It's our commerce. It's our trade. It's our conversation. I want him to move and breathe in me. I don't know what's going on outside these doors. I don't know what goes on venturing too far away from the river. I don't want to get out in the wilderness. I'm holding on to the river. I'm clinging to the river. It's everything that I have. Would you clap? Clap the Lord, clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. And they said, these Englishmen, they said, this is really interesting because there's one thing that's going on on one side of the river and on the south side of the river, something is taking place. The people look beaten down. They're unkept. They want to get out of their slavery and their condition and their situation and they want to be set free from it. But there's freedom just on the other side of the river. I've come to preach this today. Amen. People were still living and surviving. But I want to proclaim to the church that I believe if we're not careful, we can be a part of the river. You're still surviving. You're saved. You're still living. 
but could it be that I'm trying to speak to somebody that you're on the south side of the river uh, there's something that's gotten a hold of you uh, that you feel beat up uh, and you feel unkept spiritually uh, and you don't have the strength that you need to have uh, and you don't feel like getting up in the morning uh, or moving in the morning I'm not talking about your hair being a mess uh, I'm talking about your spiritual program uh, up inside of you uh, that the devil has come in uh, and he's trying to turn it sideways uh, you're not lost uh, you're not unsaved uh, you're set free from sin uh, but you got some things holding you back uh, it's time for you to get off the south shore uh, and get on the north side uh, and let the river flow through you uh, clap your hands uh, if you believe what I'm preaching oh come on somebody give the Lord some praise I feel the Holy Ghost. It's not the will of God for you to stay bruised. Oh, amen. In your physical body, in your physical condition. My dad is always, he was always bruising something. He's always hitting his thumb with a hammer or something. He always had a bruise going on. But you know what? It, when you bruise, after a while, that bruise should heal up. You should never stay bruised. You can't stay bruised. If you stay bruised, blood clots set in. If you stay bruised, you better go to the doctor. Something's wrong. You've got to get out of a bruised condition. You cannot hold on to your past. I know the rapture is going to take place. I'm not saying you're lost. You're going if the trumpet sounds. That's not the point. The point is this. You can still be saved and living on the south side of the river. And it's not the will of God for you to stay in Kentucky. You need to cross on the other side and say, I got to get out of my condition. I can't stay here any longer. Clap your hands if you believe it. You can't just dwell on your past and feed on your past. Amen. You can't just let it be a part of you. You can't just watch the, the steamships run up and down the Red Yamahushata. You can't just watch God moving in revival after revival and the barges going back and forth and steamboats up and down the river. You can't watch all the vibrancy of what God is doing in the church and a move of God and stay in your condition. I know it's easier said than done, but let me preach to you that probably 90% of the people in this sanctuary right now, there's a point in time where they could have stayed in their depressed state uh, and could have stayed in a situation uh, of just being bruised and laying around uh, and licking their wounds. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to prod you along today. Uh, get up. Uh, get out. Uh, get your hair fixed. Uh, clothe, wash your clothes. Uh, get yourself together. Get a canoe somewhere. Find somebody to pull you. Get a hold of a saint of God uh, and say, you got to get me to the other side. I can't stay here any longer. Oh, somebody give the Lord some great praise. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody lift him up for just a moment. He's just bruised. He can't dwell on that. He can't stay in it. He can't keep living there. I know you're saved, but you can't hold on to the past. I know the financial situation has not really worked out the way you wanted it to. But you can't live in it. Amen. I know they wronged you. And I know it could have been a preacher 
this is, a, I, I, I say this, I've said to this church before, uh, forgive me, but I feel like you've been a blessed church and that I would hope that, I know that I'm the latter of the two, but I would hope that you have good, you've had good ministry and shepherds over you, amen, that has saw your needs. May n- neither one have been perfect. My dad or I have been perfect, amen, but you've had good, good uh, shepherds over you, tending to you, amen, and and trying to help you along, but it's not the case, folks. I, I don't. I, I guess it's going to come out of my mouth. I can't stop it. I feel like you're a blessed church, and that you've had good shepherds that have loved you. There are a lot of sheep that have not been loved. Oh, I thought I might get a little better. Amen than that. There are a lot of sheep that I am pastoring. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And I hope they're not recording it. There are a lot of sheep that I am pastoring down yonder that they have been beaten up by ministry. I'm not talking about friends. I'm talking about ministry. And they have watched ministry. I'm walking in it right now. They've watched ministry fall into sin. I'm not talking about the best friend or their buddy. I'm talking about they've watched preachers that have led them fall into sin, and yet they've survived it. They didn't stay, amen, on the south shore, Sister Carolyn Barnes. They decided in themselves, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to let this condition. It may be somebody has wronged you. Somebody took you down the the river, no pun intended, proverbially speaking. They took you down the river financially. Maybe that job didn't work out like you thought that it was going to work out. Maybe you're involved in a relationship that, that is a broken relationship. I preach to every divorced. I preach to every divorced individual in this place. There's nothing more horrific than walking and going through a divorce. But the devil is a liar. And you can't hold on to that. And you can't let the devil hang that over your head. You got to get in a canoe somewhere. I don't even care if it's a one-man kayak. And get to the other shore and start living in joy. And living in peace. And living in glory. Oh, clap your hands and give the Lord praise. You can live for God down there. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. You got to get out of Kentucky. Somebody help me. I'm up here preaching. Get out of Kentucky. I can say that. All oh, my, my mom's here. My family's from Kentucky. Amen. You can live for God down there in Kentucky. You can live for God down on that south shore. You can make it. But it's a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better living on the other side. (laughs) I didn't say you were lost. Mm -mm. I didn't say you were backslidden. You may not even be cold in your soul. You just bruised. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh, uh, But he said... He said, I've come to, uh, he said, I've come to heal up everybody. I didn't just come for the sinner, but I'm here for the church. I didn't come, I didn't just, but I've come to heal up those. I've come to take care of everyone. I've come to touch it all. Watch this. First Chronicles chapter 14 and verse 11. So they, this is David leading charge. 
I just feel like there's going to be a response here. Mm. They came to Baal Perazim, and David smote them there. First Chronicles 14, 11. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies. Mm. <laughs> By mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. That's what David said. Watch this. One translation says this. David and his army marched to Baal Perazim, where they attacked and defeated the Philistines. He said, David said it, I defeated my enemies because God broke through them like a mighty flood. David said, I defeated my enemies because I got the Lord back behind me. And God broke them like a mighty flood. And this is what the last portion says. So he named the place the Lord broke through. Ha! Woo! I want to let somebody know you may not be able to get to the uh, the other side by yourself, uh, but I hear the voice uh, of an Old Testament king uh, that saying, "Hey, church, uh, I tried him uh, against the giant. I tried him against the bear, uh, and I slew the bear. Uh, and I tried him against the lion, uh, and I slew the lion. Uh, and I tried him against the giant, uh, and I slew the giant. Uh, and I." tried him on the Philistines and the Lord broke through if you hold on God's going to take it to the other side somebody give the Lord some great praise right The Holy Ghost is in this house. Give me a little bit. The Holy Ghost is in this house. I feel the Spirit moving. God is ready to break through the waters. I said the Lord is ready to break through the waters. You can't stay on the south shore any longer. Somebody's got to get on the north side and give God some praise. Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Mm. I know we're social distancing, but I don't know the Lord speaking to somebody. Somebody needs to step out from where you are and walk across to this front. Somebody just needs to have a Holy Ghost fit right now. Somebody needs to put the enemy on the run. Somebody needs to make a declaration on a July 4th hot weekend that I'm not staying on the south side any longer. I'm coming across the river, and I'm going to start living with joy and peace and happiness. He's a God of the breakthrough. Hey. He's a God of the breakthrough. Yes, he is. Somebody coming across that river. Ah, I feel like somebody. Like somebody has just picked up the paddle and somebody's getting in the canoe and they said I'm tired of living here I'm not living here anymore I'm going by myself I know the waters and the rippers are troubled but I'm going on the other side of the river I can't live here in this bruised condition any longer stand to your feet I'm done preaching
He's the God of the breakthrough. He's the God of the breakthrough. We got some room up here. We got a large altar. We got plenty of space over here. Is there anybody that would step out from where you are? Maybe some of you want to step out and just stay in the aisle way. You'd like to step out? Breakthrough in my heart. Breakthrough in my heart. Breakthrough in my heart.